friends. One useful word that can bring peace is, surprisingly, the word delusion. Hearing about it and understanding it, one may find a new perspective on life and existence, which eventually leads to peace and happiness. Not hearing about it and not understanding it, one may wander on lost for a long time. Please allow me to say a few words on this subject. Evolution has set humans up to have beliefs and experiences that are practical in a way, but not necessarily true or accurate. Some of these untrue beliefs and experiences we can think of as delusions built into the human condition. Perhaps the foremost among these is body identification. We can summarize this as the belief in and the felt reality of I am my body. For a person to recognize that they have this fundamental belief, that they experience the world through its lens, and that it may be a delusion, is one step towards peace. How is body identification related to not being at peace? Here are some big picture issues that it causes. Perhaps this will give a small taste of the suffering involved with it. 1. People can have ideas about how the body ought to be. And when the body is not that way, for example, if they think, this part is too big, this part is too small, this part has the wrong shape, this part is ugly, this part is wrinkled, it can become very personal. They can feel, because I am my body, and because the body is this way, I am ugly, misshapen, unattractive, and distasteful looking, and so I feel shame, embarrassment, dislike for myself, self-hatred, and other things. 2. Painful emotions resonate in the body, and one can feel, because I am my body, and because the body hurts, I am directly touching this pain, I am directly connected to this pain, this pain felt in the body is existential suffering for me. 3. Painful things can happen to the body, such as injury or sickness, and one can feel, because I am my body, and because this happened to the body, I am sick, I am injured, I am hurt. 4. The body can die, and one can have immense fear, consciously and subconsciously, over the idea, at that point, because I am my body, I will die. That will be the final end of me. Even if this were all the issues that body identification causes, which it isn't, wouldn't it be wonderful to be free of them? Now, let me say a little more about delusion and try to illustrate one way that a person could learn more about body identification despite their delusion. For a person suffering from delusion, their delusion may seem very, very self-evidently true to them. For example, suppose a person deeply believes that they are Napoleon Bonaparte. Merely telling them that they're not, or showing them a mirror, is unlikely to uproot the delusion because of how self-evidently true it seems to them. Now, people can differ in their character. 
for one type of person who is overconfident, mentally closed off, wanting to be right no matter what, confrontational, and not someone who respects the truth. Any attempt to discuss their delusion may merely cause a verbal fight or other defensive behavior. However, for another type of person, one could tactfully and sensitively ask a few questions, hoping for the best. 1. Napoleon spoke French. Do you speak French? 2. Napoleon was a military leader. Do you know anything about the military? 3. Napoleon was born in 1769. How old are you? What year is it today? It's unlikely that mere questions like these will shake the delusion off. But for a person who is thoughtful, open-minded, gentle, and honest, these questions might give them pause. They might think, I am Napoleon, but I don't speak French, don't know about the military, and I'm not more than 250 years old. Hmm. What is really happening here? After honest reflection on these and other inconsistencies, they might come to the idea, I seem to be confused. I am obviously Napoleon, but the facts don't line up. Something strange is going on. And then, they might be open in some way to accepting help to learn more about, and in the future, to ultimately overcome their belief in being someone who they are actually not. Now, to a thoughtful, open-minded, gentle, and honest person, one could ask a few questions about body identification, which is, according to my claim, a near-universal human delusion, to try to throw into question this thing that seems so self-evident and natural. 1. Are you literally identical with the body, such as when you say, I am this, and point to the body? Are you the calcium in the bones? Are you the sodium ions in the blood? Are you the hydrochloric acid in the stomach? Are you the urea in the bladder? Does it make sense that you could be these things? Does it make sense to think I am this about the body if you are not these things? Further, some people think that they are merely a part of the body, such as the brain, perhaps even just a part of the brain. If you think that way, does it make sense to think that you are sometimes the whole thing, and sometimes just a fragment? 2. Don't you sometimes instead think and feel, this is mine, pointing to the body, such as when you talk about the body's parts? My hands, my feet, my hair, my nails? Are the parts you, or are they merely yours? If you think, I am this, pointing to the body, does it make sense to experience these parts as you possessing them, rather than you being them? Apart from poetic speech, does it make sense to think that I, being the body, also own the body or its parts? Three. Don't you sometimes instead think and feel, 
I am in this, pointing to the body? It can be dependent on what you're doing. If you're thinking a lot, you may feel, I am in my head. And if you're feeling love, you may feel, I am in my heart. It can be a metaphysical belief or experience. Sometimes you may feel that you have a soul or a spirit, a deep self, which is inhabiting the entire body. It can be psychological. If you're having a painful emotional experience resonating in the body, you may feel, I am in the body and want to get out. Does it make sense to sometimes feel one is the body and at other times to feel that one is merely in it, like a temporary renter in an apartment building? Doesn't it sound like madness to feel that at times one is the whole body, then that one is a part of the body, then that one owns the body or a part of the body, then that one is in a part of the body, then that one is in the whole body? Four, a special case. Do you sometimes think and feel, I am outside of this, pointing to the body? This might happen if you're having a psychologically disconnected type of experience and feel that you are somehow physically separate from the body. One might believe that this is the alternative to body identification, but it is not the ultimate alternative, and one can question it too. For example, you may sometimes feel that you are above the head or behind the body or in an undefined place watching. Yet, if we investigate the physical world, what could we find corresponding to these locations? Look, and there's no ghostly apparition floating above or behind the body. Touch, and there's nothing to find besides empty air. Now, as an aside, if you were there, how would it appear or feel for someone else to encounter you there? Would they see or feel the form of a subtle physical body, about which you would then say, I am this, or this is mine, or I am in this, with all the problems involved in those? As for being in an undefined location, does that in itself make sense? On the face of it, these ideas, I am the body, the body is mine, I am in the body, I am outside of the body, seem wildly inconsistent. What could a person who is thoughtful, open-minded, gentle, and honest do about this apparent inconsistency? Merely noticing it need not be enough to change how they feel. Body identification can feel extremely natural, intuitive, and compelling, regardless of what one's intellectual ideas about it are. But they might think, perhaps there is more than meets the eye here when it comes to body identification and how natural and obviously true it seems. Instead of being pre-committed to preserving the idea, I want to investigate further and get more data. Maybe it really is a delusion. Let me see what I find. So, we suppose this honest person tries to observe how these different ideas play out in their daily experience. In that case, they might find that they pivot constantly between these kinds of experiences during their day. 
For instance, they might examine how they relate to their hand, and notice that in one moment it seems like me, such as when it has pain. In another moment, it seems like mine, such as when they think about it as a tool that allows them to interact with the world. In another moment, it seems like I am in it, such as when they try to move it and feel that they are like a propelling force inside the hand. And perhaps even at times like I am outside of it, such as when they are doing a task like eating, using the hand on autopilot, and feel that they are other than the hand. And they might further think, it's one thing to have beliefs that don't seem to make sense together. It's another thing to have the felt reality of what I am, not to hold together in one consistent way, to constantly shift and gyrate. It does seem like madness. Why haven't I noticed this before? Is it like the blind spot in an eye, which is so hard to notice unless someone points out how to look for it? At this point, with growing skepticism about body identification, the person may be interested in taking up a more formal method of investigation into it, namely meditation. People meditate for many purposes. For example, they might meditate to relax and de-stress, to sleep better, or to control negative thoughts. To this list, we can add to investigate body identification, and if it seems like a delusion, to try to overcome it. One can conceive of this latter purpose as a place where meditation for health and wellness gives way to meditation whose purpose is some intersection between, on the one hand, empirical scientific style investigation, and on the other hand, spirituality. I end with this thought. Why try to overcome body identification? Does it matter whether it's a delusion or not? If it were a mere intellectual curiosity, I would be hard-pressed to provide a convincing reason. But, as we saw earlier, body identification relates to the felt reality of what we seem to be. The felt reality of I am my body permeates our lives and experiences so deeply that it is hard to imagine what life would be like without it. I gave some examples of big-picture kinds of suffering that it causes at the beginning of this essay, but one might have doubts about how often those come into play and how much they apply to oneself. But perhaps a person would come to have faith in an idea along these lines. Body identification is such an all-pervading experience that it would be a wonder if there weren't any major aspect of our lives that it doesn't touch. If it causes pain and suffering, it would be a wonder if it wasn't constantly causing pain and suffering. Perhaps it's reasonable to have faith and confidence that it causes some of the most pervasive and constant suffering in life, in a way that's hard to see while one is still enthralled to it and that overcoming it would lead to an extraordinary and enduring kind of happiness. Perhaps, without body identification, instead of constantly chasing happiness in so many stressful and often fruitless ways, one could simply be happy. That concludes this essay. May you all be happy.